Dumpster Divas, welcome to another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister, Kix Hamlet. We are here to dive into the reality TV that made us, well, the garbage we are. I know that's right. And expect like a mix of throwback recaps as well as chats about what we are still watching today. Tom, are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hi. Hi. Kix, welcome back to the podcast that you started. Oh, <laughs> bo- that you started that I co- um, co-joined later on. Mm-hmm. Um, Not I'm... later on. You joined episode one. Episode one. I said, baby, I'm here to stay. And then leave for six months. I'm here to stay <laughs> and leave. I know we do get a lot of where is Kix DMs here and there. So um, I just... I mean, I was in major surgery, so I'm glad that we're talking about it now. No, 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 no. I was um, fine. I just needed to take a moment and not do podcast things because my um, job that keeps the lights on and now and makes lets me afford this beautiful new apartment I'm in um, was crazy. Yes, gotta protect the mental, the mental health yeah. space. You know, uh, the depressy was messy in the last six months, but um, we're not even in two. We're I'm about to have my seasonal depression, so we haven't even made it. Wait, mm. you? It's about to begin? Yeah. I thought your seasonal depression. Oh, you get summer seasonal. depression. I get really bad spring seasonal depression. I think it's probably just because of like the winter is so fun. That the seasonal depression doesn't hit me until the spring. I struggle when people talk about the sad. I find the winter to be very active in New York City, at least. Like, I feel like everyone's happy. Like, I I don't know. No, it's the most magical time to be in the city. We always say if you're going to come to the New York City for the first time or visit people, come like November yeah, not not don't come in February. No, it's the worst time of the year. <laughs> yeah, but like, like any time from September, like late September, early October to yeah. like New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after mm-hmm. New Year's Day, you must leave. Yeah, uh, because then it becomes very cold. But um, yeah, I agree. I don't I don't deal with the seasonal de- depressy so much. I don't deal with depressy so much. Yeah, and I deal with I, other um, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have our things. And you know who does have some things? Is the cast of Love is Blind. Yeah, I'm like, which one are you going to say? <laughs> well, so today we are we are doing uh, an episode on the first. So this is on the first six episodes of Love nine. is Blind. We're going to do another. What are you talking about? Isn't it nine? First nine episodes? Did you watch 789 that came out yesterday? Yeah. How? On my phone. What? On I told train. you we're recording on on through six. <laughs> Anywho. That way we can talk. So I haven't seen them. So please don't spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Why back, I, Kicks. It, it just feels hilarious. So you're like, okay, so we're going to do an episode on the on episodes one through nine. <laughs> no, I, I came prepared. I was ready. No, this is going to be about episodes one through six. Okay. Great. Kix has seen 789, we've just learned. I have not, uh, because I came prepared to this podcast with just If anything, knowledge. I'm over-prepared, which means... Um, <clears throat> which is a rarity, so we should accept it. Yeah, let's it. let's celebrate that. Yeah. I just... I It, it baffles me that you're, you work within a, a time-space continuum that never makes sense to me. Because <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> 
I'm like, Kix, I need you. I beg of you to watch a show that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I just don't have time. But then you have time to play video games with me every night, get home late, go to work early, and get in the three full hour plus episodes of Love is Blind in the last 24 hours. How did you fit it? I really don't. You watched it on the train? The devil works hard, but um, Kix's anxiety works harder. So. And Kix, you were prepared to record yesterday. Yeah. No, but I wasn't, you, re- I wasn't prepared to record 789 yesterday. We are going to do another episode on 789. Wait, what Kix is it? 789. There's some like childhood joke in there. Like, where's eight? What Will happened? Seven, or no, where's nine? Will seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a couple things that we have. I mean, I haven't been on here in a long time. So okay, I just you, want. What do you got to talk about? There's something that happened to me today that I felt I needed to take to the air to, to um, just talk to you about. Okay. Do you ever give yourself the ick? No. Like, there's nothing ever that you've had experienced or accidentally said that you're like, oh. Yeah, but I don't, like, I don't single it out in my brain. And I'm like, God, you're disgusting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Which is what the ick means. Mm-hmm. So today I was in a meeting and um, we were hashing some things out. And we were talking about Sofia Vergara. Um. Mm-hmm. And You're hashing some things out about Sofia. No, no, no. She just can't. Like, it, I brought her up in an instance of blah, blah, blah. But I pulled um, a white woman know-it-all thing that I felt so sick about. Because the words, before I even said Sofia Vergara, the first thing that came out of my mouth was Sofia Vergara. <laughs> I sounded, what's that, hor- That what's that, not horrible, what's that chef's name that is like Italian and always is like, basta. <laughs> Giada. Yeah. Um, it gave very much that. And then afterwards I sat and just, in the next 15 minutes sat there being like, that really, that, no, I was really scared. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's, you know, it's like the white, the white woman, like trying to be woke just like spilled out of my mouth in an instance and on a zoom with a lawyer. Um, so I just wanted to bring that to the table because I, I find there's a lot of icks in a lot of these people that are on our screens right now. And I gave myself an ick. Thank you for being honest about your, um, your icks. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I have, I'm positive. Other people find icks in me, but I don't really, take moments out of my day to be like, God, you shouldn't have done that. But I mean, I understand like if I had done that, I would have been like, I'm insane. Yeah. I was, like, yeah. It's a stupid shit. It's tough. I'll lose some sleep over it tonight, but then I'll forget about Wait, it later. Why? No, I just, it's not that I'm actually joking. I will not I lose think... sleep over it. I okay. will think about it for the next week. Yeah. I, but that's also something else that doesn't happen to me is I don't like, I don't lay my head at night. And think about all the things I did wrong. <laughs> I just am like, tomorrow's a new day. We'll figure it out. And then I go, and then I, look, I fall asleep in two seconds. <laughs> yeah, that drives me a little crazy. Thinking that people don't have anxiety or depression or um, 
I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm really jealous. I have other things. Like I have deep insecurities and like a lot of things I'm working on within myself, but they don't manifest themselves in those ways necessarily. Like I I feel like we all have self-hatred and self-hatred. Okay. I want to talk about self-hatred a lot in this episode because I don't understand the level of self-hatred you have to be at as, and I'm going to put this pretty much only on the women, honestly, to put themselves in this environment because men will always be fine in this environment of love is blind because the world is fucked up and we live in a misogynistic world, but women like live in this place where you have to like present yourself a certain way for people to view you the right way, whether that's on social media or on television and dating. Yeah. I would say 80, the 80% of the time it's not their fault. Yeah. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's their fault that they're, but I'm like, I just don't understand what part of you thinks going into this environment as a woman in the fucked up dating world of straight people is like a good idea. Honestly, I was going to say it's the same thing as gay people. Like I, I would have terrible anxiety going into a situation like this. If like with, with another gay person behind the wall, because the gay community is so fucking judgmental on the way people's bodies look like most gay people only want to be friends with people that look similarly to them, whether it's something that they do intentionally or not. But like it happens that way. You look like you're about to throw up. (laughs) No, I just, I, I, you're speaking on women's issues that I have a lot to say on. Yeah, I know. Well, I was just speaking on my issues and then you tuned out and looked like you're going to vomit. No, because I'm just hyper fixated (laughs) on the fact that like, yeah. So Look at my hair. <laughs> what What are you hyperfixated on? In your hair? <laughs> no, my issue is that if you took your issues with, like, why are these women going on this show? No, I don't have issues with the women. I just, like, want better for them. So your issues are do better, woman. No, you, you're not, no. <laughs> you, you, you hyperfixate on one thing that sounds misogynistic, and you're like, he's misogynistic. I'm like, I'm just saying, like, I want to free these women from the show because it looks terrible for them. So let me speak as a woman. I think that if you were to only cast women that you had 100% factual information that they were going to be fine, there would be two people on two women on that whole show out of the whole <laughs> Agreed, States. agreed. So agreed. we're here to watch the disaster. No, that. I think Laura love her to death. I think she's got a good head on her shoulders. I would say that's one of four in the whole nation. Um, I agree. There is an issue, misogyny, misogynistic issue with the fact of these women have to go on the show and also see the other women. I think that is a, right. that is a big thing because okay, that's a good point. Because so, Chelsea versus Jessica, very con- like Jessica's like very conventionally Kardashian, L.A. hot, where Chelsea is a beautiful woman little crazy gorgeous she's curvy she's got tattoos she's like has all of these kind of physical attributes that are stunning you put them against each other to for a man that they both like they are 
and immediately competing against each other because Jessica in her misogynistic head is going to be like, I'm better than her because I'm conventionally hot. And Chelsea in her head is being like, I'm worse than her, but I can get the guy. Like, it's just, there's a level of, like, inherent misogyny that we, as women, all all exist in because we all are taught that the male gaze is the most important thing about us. That's exactly, but, and that is my point to why I I can't, I don't, it hurts my brain to know that this show exists because I'm like, that is the that is what the world is like, and mm-hmm. there's a show about it called Love Is Blind. It works <laughs> like, just it works so beautifully when we have like Lauras who are really like have a great head on their shoulders, and they're also like con- like very traditional girls, girls. And then we also, but they're also kind of in a love triangle. But then we also have girls like um, what's her name, the cutie tall nerdy nerdy quote-unquote ish one anyways we have girls that only like one guy likes them they like one guy so then there's not a level of competition between the women i think things would be a lot scarier but also maybe in a different way a little bit less intense if the women didn't see each other i know i I thought about that like what if they were all isolated do you think that the but there's there, we we lose some of the show and that oh, of course like, we lose it's a different stakes. show it's a different show well we lose this okay we do lose the stakes however you you there are higher stakes when they do meet mm-hmm. because then they have to meet they they can hear like for instance Chelsea could hear all she wants about this girl Jessica and she's never met her and then there's a reveal where she's gonna she meets her yeah. It's like the circle mix Love is Blind. It would be kind of the yeah, same Yeah, the idea. pod, though. But the, the weeks in the pod would be extremely stagnant because it's... For sure. Be it would incredibly just be incredibly horrifying. I mean, which too. it already is, but... Yeah. So, so let's jump back a little bit. So we're talking about episodes one through six of Love is Blind this season. We're going to talk about each couple and their kind of journey to the engagement and to Mexico. Or not Mexico, to the Bahamas. They're not in the Bahamas mm-hmm. either. They're in the Dominican Republic. Oh, dr. All three they, they've gone. They've gone those other <laughs> they places, have, yes, like in yeah. all the other seasons. So, uh, and I w- it's not like they're exploring the town. They just like they park them at a resort, so it yeah, could be anywhere. Truly. So I have a couple things. One, they're all strangers. So it is starting with that. This There's season, a- you didn't watch last season, but last season oh, they knew each other. Last season, there was a couple. Well, there was a guy that and a girl that went into a date, and they recognized their voices immediately, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh my god!" And they. And it was so much drama, but <clears throat> mm. so all these people are strangers. So that gives me a lot of anxiety. Like I don't want to, I hardly want to share my home with the, um, my best friend in the whole world, Tom Hamlet, like having him come over is fun, but then I like to be alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I having, sharing a room with a stranger, like it causes a lot of stress for me. I want to yeah, say that. we don't really get down to the nitty gritty on the the sleeping arrangements. I want that on all shows. I want to yeah. see, like, even on the traders. I, I I know they go to a, like a double tree down the road. They don't say at that castle. Famously, but, like, though, like double trees internationally are like kind of nice. I wasn't dragging double tree. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I want to. No, I, I just want to. I want to see them kind of in their other habitats, like. Drag Race, I think, would level up so much if they oh, all lived in a house together and we it saw it. It would change like, the show. Well, let's go. It's yeah. season 16. We, we got to change it up eventually. The, sorry, the other point, and then we can keep going. I'm, I keep derailing, but 
Welcome back, kicks. Okay, so the other point is that I've only ever seen season one in this season. This isn't something you, you say that like I'm gonna be like. No, kicks, I'm not. What? I don't no, care. No. About, I don't care about you. I'm just telling. I'm prepping the audience because no. I have a lot of questions. Okay, but but my my point is that you've missed nothing and it's a bad show. Like, so <gasps> I hop back in and you, and if you leave after the season, come back eight seasons later, I'm sure everything will be exactly the same. Okay. There's no lore. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only lore is that the Lachey's are there. And they're bad sometimes. at their jobs. Yeah. And I don't know if everyone listening to this has heard this, but apparently... Last season, when they tried to do, or two seasons ago, was it last season or two seasons ago? I think it was last season. When they they tried to do a live finale, and (laughs) Netflix couldn't figure out the live finale. It just didn't work. Like, the live finale aired on Netflix, like, four hours late, which is an insane thing for... Live television is is kind of um, the origin of television. Live. It's also like, <laughs> like live television's live. Like if it's four hours late, that's not live. We're watching Love Island. Well, but. they said it was live. And they said they were having tech issues. Supposedly, Vanessa Lachey had a full diva break on production, on the situation, on being prepped for the show. Do you think she gets spring, depress- spring seasonal depression like I do? <laughs> I think she gets spring depressies. Like, and they blamed it on production to forge ahead. And so they had to do a, like, fake live and started rolling. And then it started airing it, like, an hour later with light editing because of the vi- the, the vibes were off. Hmm. So, something I heard think it's worth talking about here in the our love is blind chat but um so let's start out with so we're gonna go once again going through the couples i'm gonna start out with some of like the more nice and easy to talk about couples and then we'll wrap sure. up on the on the chaos so let's start with johnny and amy now johnny and amy so johnny is this, this was a couple like, i was trying to remember yes yeah. johnny has this like um kind of amber red toned uh, lob that she shouldn't have <laughs> that's yeah, center parted yeah, in a very he's disturbing way. trying to keep way. a receding hairline. Yeah. The, yeah. It's tough. It's tough be, to look at. Yeah. And, he, and, and for that, and for that reason, he's a good candidate for love is blind. Cause I, and she essentially says it in every no, single so interview. Yeah. Like she's like, I can't express enough to you guys. Like he is exactly the opposite of everything I would have ever wanted to be with. Like she just constantly says it, but there's something about it. That's so cute. No, like she so nags sweet. on him in a way that's so sweet. Um, and she seems so like normal and mm-hmm. like to our, to our point at the top of this episode, like someone who is so unfazed by the dynamics of this absolutely bonkers television program. Yeah. I love her. I oh, it was watching them in the pods was just like so endearing because they talked about like nerdy shit and mm-hmm. like they're both like very conventionally attractive too. My mm-hmm. only wish that was he, I wish he was shorter and she was like this massive like she was like massively towering over him. I was hoping for a short king. Um, that's my only critique, but they're they very do happy. Short Kings on this show. I it's get it because after the ever. first and only short King, the OG Jessica and what's his name? Mark. Oh, he was a short King. Yeah. Mark. 
They said wow, you not really again. Remember those names? I don't that I that names. came out of my mouth really too easily. That's scary. Now something on Amy's page on the To Doom um, is Netflix's like like online magazine. Um, they have like little bios about everything. Something in her bio that does disturb me, and this is a character trait that disturbs me in people. And I think I've spoken about it. Pretty is it mod cloth? The podcast, but she's what'd you say? Mod cloth. Not mod cloth. This mod cloth is near is is a, a bigger ick. Um, this is that she took up ukulele during COVID. <laughs> Everybody should know that there's nothing Tom hates more than um, people who play the guitar. I don't. And, and <laughs> if I just tilt my camera, there is a guitar. Right yeah, his there. loving life partner. Well, Brian guitar. has never taken to the guitar in front of me. And if he did, I would take the dog and walk, go for a nice long stroll and let him think about his decisions. That's in it. <laughs> like, like for instance, when I watched like the final season of Shit's Creek, right. And he's saying Tina Turner on the, um, acoustic guitar. That was sweet. I get it. Like I get it in those moments. There's something mortifying to me though, about people who bring instruments to social settings. Yeah. They like then, travel especially, with especially, especially, you were like, I, I'm a girl on the go, but I'm going to serenade wherever I can. I'm bringing the smallest guitar possible. Like, I just find it to be so disturbing. I will say, though, there's something less icky about a woman playing a guitar than to me a man playing a guitar. I agree. I, I do agree. There, I agree. But I just feel like every if you have a ukulele, you absolutely know somewhere over the rainbow, like the the version. Yes, the, the Hawaiian version. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, I think that's the th first thing people learn. It's like in the brochure of the ukulele. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was. Um, I, but it doesn't gross me out. I I find her very attractive. I find her very gorgeous. I find her very funny. I think they are enamored with each other. They are. They're, ba they're baffled by how they are, like how they got to be together they're constantly yeah. just like i can't believe we're together how weird is this and then they just make out it's yeah. really cute yeah. I, and i'm not someone who gets like like excited by love really like on these shows but i'm just like they're so sweet no they are very sweet <laughs> you know what i mean we always need one i mean always i've only seen one other season but i feel like like the viewer needs one core couple that is kind of boring because they're so in love. The, there's another couple to me that is really cute. I just, I, you know more than I do mm -hmm. because you've looked into the future past my knowledge. But um, next we have Brittany and Kenneth. Now, Brittany um, is this like r religious little white girl from mm -hmm. where wait, oh, where is this where does this take place this it's season? in north carolina you figure you realize that it comes to more of a conversation in seven eight nine mm -hmm. um it is in north carolina got it okay so Brittany is yeah just like very religious but she doesn't scare me religion she is she no, doesn't, not scary religious yeah. no okay i just am on the today page looking up her bio her age how she's, old looking no at i know how old she is because oh, they had this conversation he's 25 she's 24 or something like that that is shot she yeah looks 
mid thirties to me. And it's not in a way that she looks bad. She just looks like, like a Texan who goes to church and I get my hair done at the salon down the street. My hair is big, always is big. And I got my, my tanner and I, I had to belt I got a every big behind. Saturday. I got a big behind because I love me some casseroles at the potlucks. And, uh, this is who I am. And I've been this way just cause my mom is this way. Like, I just like, that's who she is to me. So seeing that she's 25 is shocking. I'm eight yeah. years older than her. No, she's a child. They're both children. I would say that's the thing that freaks me out always on these reality TV shows, these like love romance shows, is that they're always mm-hmm. so young and they're like, I'm just ready for marriage. I'm just ready for kids. No one, they're like, I've tried it all. I've looked in every corner. There's been no man for me. And it's like, girl, you're 25. Yeah, like open the room you looked in all the corners and there's more rooms. There's more places that corners exist. Like continue looking because you don't need to be here in this show. But at the same time, like what better time in life to go on to Love is Blind? 25, no fucking cares. Put Brian aside. Brian, I love you. Mm -hmm. He's not listening. Put him aside. If there was a gay one, which would be very complicated, would you go on it? Um, No. It's not for me. I just, I'm not, I'm not confident enough about, like, I'm confident enough about myself socially, but, like, physically, I'm just not confident enough to sit behind a pod and just accept that the other person will be fine in the gay scenario. Because on television, they're going to hire, and, like, I am an athletic person. I don't feel, and I I feel positively about my body. I'm just saying, like, I'm not, like, an eight-pack, like, like, 5% body fat gay. Like I like to have like grilled cheese and French fries once a week. Like I'm like not trying to live a, a sad life at the gym. So, but I also like to be active. So I just, I don't know. I just think that it wouldn't be for me. I would absolutely go on it. If they did a New York one, I would apply. (laughs) Are you serious? I'm dead serious. You would go on it on the straight version. Yeah, on the straight version. But then I would like, my fun thing would be like, oh my God, she also likes girls and they's. Oh my God. And then they'll be like, oh my God, is she going to fuck people in the back when she goes to the girls' yeah, room? Yeah, it would and make amazing I'm sure they television. would make it, make it like that. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think this would be good for you. <laughs> it wouldn't be good for me, but I would be good at it because I love long distance relationships. They're my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. I thrive at them because once again, I don't like, I have... I was like pondering this uh, um, in my panic to watch 789 for this recording. I was like, this is perfect for me. For a reality TV intro. Not for real life. Like for if my intro into the reality TV world, this is the lane for me. Because I am so confident that I could fall in love in three days. I'm positive of that. You like (laughs) tell me about someone you texted briefly exactly. and then i'll be like kicks this is crazy it's the same thing uh, dead yeah. silence <laughs> this isn't, no it's just it's scary to me to put you behind a pod where you fall in love with too many people i don't think my my issue would be that i would be my insecurities would come that no one would fall in love with me and then i would be one of the girls well, on the sure show that's that, what everyone's that that's where everyone's at you know no i know i'd do it I don't, also don't think they would ever do New York City one because, like, why? what would happen when they have to, like, live in people's homes? Like, that's just – people live with, like, well, four I think roommates they could sometimes. Figure that out. I think they could figure <laughs> that out. They, but they don't live – they don't live 
like they would find people that don't live with four roommates. Like <laughs> not everyone lives like that. No, <laughs> we I just don't. lived like that. Um, but okay, back to Kenneth. So Kenneth is a middle school principal, which is crazy to me that someone at 25 years it's old. It's such a sleigh. Michael and I were watching it last weekend. I was like, honestly, no one's talking about how incredible this is. Yeah, I think it's a principals. Good, a you job become if you're principal 25. at like 40. Yeah, and uh, you they pay well. Yeah. So good for him. Um, so where are you at with these two, with Kenneth and Brittany? Like, I, I think they're really sweet. Yeah. My only worry is she says something in their initial, like, conversations in the pods where, about race. Mm. And he says, you know, he's he's like, I'm black. And she's like, and I'm white. And he very, like, upfront says, like, is this going to be an issue, like, with your family? Mm-hmm. And she says, like, it's going to be a conversation, definitely. And I'm like, if I was him, I'm kind of like, I don't, is it worth that? Where, what really threw me off wasn't even that. To me, it was the way that she openly said he identifies as a black man. She says that? Yes. When did she say that? Like, I missed that. he's black. Like, I, there's not you an identify. There's not an identification. Like, I identify as a bisexual woman. Both of those things. But I am white. Like, that's what... It's just... That felt really weird to me. It felt similar to my Sofia Vegata moment of, like, she's trying too hard to be, like, I'm good. Yes. I think identifying as something is a a phrase she learned in 2020, in June of 2020. Yeah, reading, like... um... (laughs) Right. But it's like, you you don't, race is not, I mean, that's, I guess I shouldn't say that. People do identify as different races. Mm -hmm. If people are biracial, like people, like someone I dated in the past was biracial and had a complicated relationship with his upbringing. He was adopted and he, uh, he didn't even totally understand what race he was and it was a big Mm -hmm. conversation that we had and he was like i i he has he had said like Mm. i think i identify as as um as latinx he was like but i I am also black but like i identify as latinx because that's the side of the family that i like know really Mm -hmm. well like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know my dad i've never even seen a picture of him so like that's a conversation that is should be had within those communities. Mm. But like, I guess there is a gray area there no, about you're right. people, yeah. un, people like claiming their race is something that like non, especially non-white people can have those conversations. I don't yeah, think like there's any conversations white, very, about very, very white people saying, well, and Brittany, Brittany is, is about two churches over from where kicks and I grew up. I'm sure. So like we we're from the same crop of people and there's nothing about us that is as identifies as anything other than white. Like I identify as German. Right. Right. It's like you did your 23 and me and you're like, I have a little bit of Italian. So like, I'm just going to wear, I'm going to, you know, wear my Italian garb now. (laughs) It's just not a thing. So yeah. That I did not hear. I do think that's, I do think that's a little weird. I just think, I think that it's, if you are new to a biracial relationship, 
like an interracial relationship so, rather. Um, it's just crazy to me that you would do it on Love is Blind in like in a week. There's a lot to unpack there, you know, and learn about people's cultures. and who- I also, you find out later, and this isn't, this isn't a spoiler, and I've, all these episodes are freaking running together, so ex- pardon me. But you find out later that this, she's also been in other like biracial relationships. Like this isn't the first non-white person she's dated. Got it. Okay. Well, that's a relief. Yeah. Uh, a relief in the way that like maybe she can handle this situation with care. Grace. She's and, learning yeah, from yeah. past situations. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So next let's move on to, uh, do you want to do Clay and AD or Jeremy and Laura next? Let's do Jeremy and Laura. I feel like Clay and AD is a yeah. whole other beast. So we have Jeremy and Laura. Now, Jeremy has made, he, he should be a cast member on Vanderpump Rules because he's taken a simple name that everyone's named and then put put a twist on it. Um, he's put an A in the middle of his name. So is is he Jeremy? Jeremy. Jeremy, I don't know. I'm not sure, but Jeremy, I'm deeply attracted to. (laughs) Yeah, I find him kind of a sleeper hit. I think that um, he's hot. And I think he's... The only thing, though, I get a little bit... When the proposal between him and Laura happen, Mm -hmm. I get a little bit weirded out because I think... I just sense that he's simply just trying to get a proposal to keep going in the show. You think he doesn't give me the vibes that he's like a show here for the show. He brings up like social media. I don't know. I think to me, that was the opposite that he wanted to not be with a person that is like Patriot there to be an influencer. Well, we'll get to Patriot in a moment. Um, I don't know that for me, my red flag is he's got that tuft of hair on the top of his head. That yeah. The little is thin, thin, thin. Mm-hmm. And it's clear he's doing some things to try and judge and mama. It's the thing. We got two options. We got, you got to go under the knife or we, we I've got a razor um, in my bathroom and we can just do a little trim trim. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I mean, I just feel, I'm just so stuck on the fact that like, I feel like he just made a decision, not in like a follow your heart way of like more of a, all right, this but that's is the it. show. So many of these people do that yeah. because they want to be, stay on the well, show. Yeah. Know? I mean, I think AD is a good example. Obviously I, I disagree with you there, but we'll get to that. Um, Jeremy, I don't know. There, he he seems very nice and normal to me, but the where my red flag went off is he's choosing between two people in the pods. He's choosing between Laura, who is this seemingly like liberal, like she almost seems like an old like theater, like a theater kid turned yeah. like business professional, For down sure. to like go out with like. She She's, once again, watches Drag Race every girl. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. She watches Drag Race every Friday night at the local gay bar. She's like kissed goes, girls before and it's probably like, okay. Yeah. She looks like a good time. I, I really like Laura. She seems really nice. And then the other person he's talking to is like Insurrection Barbie, Sarah Ann. She is the definition. If I had to kind of like paint a picture of Insurrection Barbie, it would be her. She's gorgeous teeth. Um, she's got a lot of Botox. 
Um, she talks. Which she owns about, up to. Yeah. Yeah. She's gotten a lot of work done, and yeah. So Jeremy interest interestingly brings up politics in the pods. He says like. Where where do you lean politically? Which is something I would absolutely talk about. The, in the it pods. would I would try not to be scary, but it would be one of the first things I brought up. Agreed. I I can't sit there and pretend that I'd be okay dating someone who is identifies a as a patriot. <laughs> so he asked her how she where she, politically where she leans politically, and she says, you know, I'm she goes, more oh, conservative. I oh. I. Talk about and talk about identifying. This is identity. This is this is where you can identify. And she identifies. And as she does it, I, I think she literally tucks hair behind one ear as she says it. She says, I, I'm a patriot. <laughs> I have to ask you and the world listening, the world listening, the world. We do have Swedish listeners. Swedish. We do. We do. We do. When you say I'm a patriot. Actually, let's bring up Sweden in this. If you said I'm a patriot anywhere outside of the United States of America, people would start crying, laughing, or they would punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. And I have like, been hit in the face because I said I was from Texas and Germany. Also. <laughs> well, there you go. Prime example. You, you can and you can tell the tale. But I like. That is such an embarrassing thing to say about your country. Again, it's, it's like, especially is, are a, a we country like, that like stands for absolutely nothing, which we can get to that on a different day when the red light is not on on the podcast board. But I, uh, when people say they're a patriot, I just want to be like, what? So I want to actually kind of dive in and get to the bottom of it. What does that mean to you? I mean, it means nothing to me. <laughs> like you're proud to be a part of democracy, which... I would say the biggest number one thing about America is that it's a democracy, right? Like that's, they're a, a leading force at one point that they are, were a democracy, right? Mm-hmm. We are, she stands on the right side of the democracy, which is pro fascism, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. So I want to go back to the beginning of my question. What the fuck does being a patriot mean? Okay. Well, I looked it up on Google. Just so we got, we had like a kind of like a baseline to talk about it. So Oxford Dictionary descri- um, describes, uh, I, what is, not identifies, defines the word it. I was looking for. <laughs> Just read it. Defines a patriot as a person who vigorously supports their country and is prepared to defend it against enemies or detractors. Okay, great. Let's talk about it. So how, if you are a patriot, I want you to defend the legalization of gay marriage. <laughs> I want you to defend. Let's flip the, the mic back on these people. No, I know. That's what I want to do. No, but I'm serious because I'm like, no. you are a patriot. You stand for this country. I want to know. I want to go to the moments where things have happened that the left saw as a win. And I want want to understand how you kind of identify as a patriot during those moments. Because in the end, if that's your identity, you identify with this country as a whole. You ride hard. So you got to ride hard for like gay rights, gay rights. You got to ride hard for Roe v. Wade in its initial form. Um, like you, you, I'm struggling to even come up with more positive things because we've done so much negative, but <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, I, there's not a lot. I think that the point, the point of democracy is to have 
tent positive tension so when you describe yourself as a patriot you're really saying it's perfect so i have yeah. no i have no yeah. notes yeah that's a, that's actually that is a very very astute point of view on it and right after she says she's a patriot she goes in for instance like when it comes to abortion like i you know i i think that you know it's not something to be celebrated I don't think it's She's something that we should encourage dumbass. people to do. But if someone was trigger warning sexually assaulted, then maybe they it should be the woman's decision to do what she needs to do for her body. And then I was like, that is the craziest definition of your stance Being on abortion because you literally just said you are, you just said you're pro-choice. You just you that, just you described it. pro-choice um, <laughs> while you were trying to mention that you were technically pro-life. She's, She's one of those patriots that thinks that when people go into an abortion clinic, their head is held high and they have, they're going to like a brunch after. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you think it is? Like, that's not it, girl. Um, she sucks. I mean, all in all, she really fucking sucks. And to Jeremy, Jeremiah, Jeremy's credit, he does say, well, I'm a man. <laughs> Jeremy and- only. He's Jeremy <laughs> only. <laughs> to Jeremy's credit, like, he does say that, like, I'm a man and I don't think that I should have opinions on what women do with their bodies. Period. And I was hard for that. My, yeah, punani. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i like, well, thank God someone said it. Uh, well, actually, Sarah Ann did say it. She, start, <laughs> she tried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what's so funny. It's like she, I wish she, I want her to watch it back and realize that she literally became pro. In that moment, she took off her Patriot hat and she became pro. pro I choice. hope she shows up to this reunion in a fucking Tom Brady Patriots jersey being like, this is what I meant. Oh, I thought you were going to say a pussy hat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Jeremy and Laura, you know, there is trouble in paradise, um, with these two. I don't think they're a match to be honest with you. It doesn't, once again, it it was a choice, not a, not a follow your heart moment. Yeah. A choice for both of them to be on TV. She can find someone better than him and I like him, but there's just, I just, and he can find someone that more fits his lane. Now in episodes seven through nine, which kicks has seen Sarah Ann comes back into the picture. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have to talk about that. Stay tuned. Um, Station. Uh, next, moving on to Clay and AD. So AD, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, is the hottest person to ever be on this television She's program or maybe on Netflix, period. She's also the star of the season. She narrates essentially episodes one through four. Um, she, I had, we're talking about from the beginning. So let me just start from my journey with her. So... I was watching and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I can't even, of course, remember his name, but the the Superman guy. Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, I want to talk about Matthew. So Matthew comes in and he's kind of a loser and he's like, oh, why am I here? And he's like big and hot and like he's <laughs> constantly like walking out of the room when women are talking. Matthew's thing, though, is he, he made a list of 20 questions and he goes into each pod and says, pick a number. And yeah, like you pick they, 15 and yeah. And he's like, and he reads question 15. He routinely though, when a woman starts t- answering a question that he doesn't like, he just leaves. <laughs> or like in one instance, someone was like, okay, well now you, what is your answer to question 15? He's like, uh, uh, 
I wasn't going to answer any of these. These So we're getting this montage of him being a royal dick. And then he sits down with AD and AD really breaks him out of his shell. Like there's she does. I don't know how she did it. I know. And it's so enchanting in the first. It's literally just episode one. I was looking at Michael being like, oh, my God, like this is it. Like they're so perfect. They're so cute. I'm like texting Tom and I'm texting our other friend. And our other friend was like, just call me in two episodes or call me in honestly 15 minutes. Yeah, I'd say 10 minutes. <laughs> so we get to this thing where a we're kind of like unlike the first season so i've only ever seen the first season as they've mentioned a handful of times they stagger the engagements in the first pods but in real time i imagine it all kind of happened at the same time Uh, so i think a mix so we because see people, people leave the pods. Like yeah. it's something that you see towards the end is the pods become start to become empty at the end. Yeah. Like people aren't in the meeting rooms. I mean, like on the boys and girls side, I do think there's like a couple days where people start leaving. Yeah. So we've already seen, I think, um, Amy get engaged. Um, but we're at this moment where things are getting really serious between AD and, um, Matthew. And, Matthew's like telling her all of this like lovely stuff and AD's opening up about her dad who passed and we're getting this moment and we're like in my mind I'm like oh my god this is what this show's all about wow wow <laughs> see, wow this is why you'd be good on the show yeah exactly. I can see you being in your interview chair being like this is what this show's all about in my Patriots jersey yeah. um I and so but then a twist that I honestly did not see coming is that we find out he's also saying this shit to another girl that's barely been on camera, which mm-hmm. I'm dying. I and this is a genius editor move, but I'm like, I wish they would have shown their conversations. OK, I am with you. I thought that was very weird because they absolutely have the footage. And I, yeah, I actually don't see the argument for not showing it. I thought it was kind of a messy move to not show it. I wonder if. There was something with her not wanting to be on the show anymore. She was upset or like. I think it honestly was like supposed to be this gotcha moment that I experienced of like we thought this man was coming around and then we're only seeing it from 80s perspective. She's really narrating a lot of like the pod the pod scenes Mm -hmm. um, in general so in my mind, it was like, oh, they were tr- definitely trying and they succeeded in my mind of getting this kind of like gotcha moment. So AD confronts him. And I this is when I think I lose the thread with her is that instead of like removing herself from the situation or from the pods in general, because Clay, we'll get to in a second, has this whole other shtick for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, that I think is a huge red flag. But to her point, she said, when I see red flags, I paint my nails red, which I love. That's a great ta- housewife tagline. It is. It's a really good one. And I think she's nailing it. So I, she is kind of the breakout star of the pods. I'm not sure in the in the DR or even in 6 and 7 or 6 or 9, she's really the star but she is the she's is the big hitter for me yeah she's amazing and so she ends up with clay who clay is this asshole for let's just say it 
He and guess I'm gonna actually say something else. Also, one of the hottest people that's ever been he's on television. So fucking he's hot, hot in a way that you're. He's he's the type of hot where you look at him, and you're like, oh, you would ruin my life. <laughs> the kind of man I like. We can't we can't put you on this show. I would <laughs> I would idea. be amazing on this show. I think it would scar you. <laughs> I don't think so. I can honestly I can get past things pretty quickly. I know, but that and worries that's me on... that you would you would get over something in the pods and be like, but do you love me? <laughs> mm, I think my issue yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I'm in it. When they come okay, to New York, great. I will apply. I'm not joking. Okay, I can't wait. Um, so yeah, Clay is this asshole, and he. Hot. What does he say in the pods? I'm not remembering. He says something to her that is that is so m- messy. Don't worry, I, I got it. Okay, not verbid verb word for word verbiage, but he does essentially say to her, "Hey, looks are important." On a show that is not about is about um about is love not, truly blind, no. he says, "Listen, looks matter to me. I love a petite woman. I love <laughs> yes. a woman with big eyes, gorgeous smile, petite, um, particularly petite." Yeah, and I don't know why he says this. When and if you say petite, what you mean? Is let's skinny. just say what you mean. You you mean rail thin? Yeah, he doesn't mean like to like. In my mind, AD is a she is a perfect definition of petite. She's small, but she like petite in her height and maybe her shoe size. But like she has like a beautiful waist and like. But I don't think she's. And, but to me, petite is, and we'll get to her like Jessica. Like Jessica could shop mm. in like the petite line of no. Like, but the, I think I think stores. in the world of petite, AD and Jessica are both petite. Yes, but to his but to his I, mind, I, he means Jessica mind, with a B. Mean, I think he means Jessica. Yeah, yeah. But you can't deny that Ad is the hottest woman She's you've ever so seen. So stunning. Yeah. So so then you know they get engaged, they meet. She gets past it. In she gets past it. She okay. <laughs> I have a couple things. She says you've really changed, Mama. It's been three days. The other thing I can't get past is the way she's in the pods going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, her yeah. voice is a little porn star, phone, yeah. like phone operator. <laughs> it's It honestly haunts me. I've thought about, I was walking from the train to my home tonight being like, yeah. You, I can't. You have so much knowledge for this show. It's really taken you by storm. I don't know where you've been with watching these other seasons. I feel like you're going to dive into other seasons. Now. I won't. You 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 just have you have a context for the details that I've asked for you to have on other programs <laughs> for the past three years. Um, yeah, yeah. But so so yeah, they get to Mexico, and I found they're one not of the in most Mexico. Disturbing. I keep saying Mexico. They go to. I'm telling you, I'm not being like insensitive to the people of the Dominican Republic. Are you sure? They go to Mexico every single season. And every every resort looks like a resort like right off the highway in Cancun. It's like a, they could walk to the airport. Like that's why I'm just like in my brain I keep saying Mexico. They go and and also I think of Bachelor in Paradise, which is in Mexico. Like I'm like thinking of these like love it's shows. Fine. Yeah. They're in the DR, and in the DR, Clay says one of the most disturbing things that I've seen, and honest, disturbingly. Honest. If anything, he's honest. Let's if give anything, him that. He literally says to her face, 
like your body is the most important thing to me. And if your body isn't always where it's at in this moment, like I'm going to check you for it. Yeah. And, and she was like, yeah. And then she yeah. also was like, well, what happens if I get pregnant? And he's like, we're going to be at the gym the entirety of your pregnancy. And then he's like, she's like, well, what if I like, am not feeling the gym? Cause I'm having just like a tough little, a tough seasonal depression. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, like you, you need to get your ass off the couch and start working out again. Cause this is not working. I'm like, I would. Punch. And you wonder why see previous conversation. You wonder why women hate themselves. Um, and she's beautiful and nothing about any of these women need to be fixed. So nothing no. about anyone needs to be fixed, especially their body. But that's my, but that's my other point to the show is like, the show, love isn't blind. No. <laughs> like, I'm just going to let you know. Part of being in love with someone is being in love with who they are, both on the inside and the outside. It's like half, it's half You of need it, to be right? physically like, attracted to. Yeah. And what I think, But Clay, it brings up the conversation. But, but my point is, like, you're putting yourself into a situation where your looks are going to be discussed mm-hmm, and going mm-hmm. to be objectified, whether it's in a good way or a bad yeah. way. So that's why I don't understand why women who have to deal with so much objectification from the disgusting straight men in this country go into these situations. I just want them to do better for them, for their heart and their mind. I know Tom, but you can't protect them. You can't be like, why do women do this? (laughs) I I just mean like, I want, I want to come save them and be like, don't talk to clay. (laughs) So my issue with clay is that he, I think everybody needs therapy and we've talked about that a lot. I do think that he sometimes needs to just shut the fuck up and then write it down and then burn the pa- piece of paper. Like the, well, the burn is important. Yeah, like the, the write down, write down. down in your mind that looks are important to you. Well, yeah, I and then set that actually, on fire because I that's not disagree in general. Because in the words of Dorinda, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Yeah, what's different though is like when you say it on national TV, it's never gonna go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But if he texted to her, you need to get your body together. <laughs> also never going to go away. That's what I'm saying. Get world. a get a nice kind of like moleskin, if you will, notebook. Journal. Write that journal down and burn it. Because that's one way to get out these feelings that no one needs to hear out loud. But we're all, sometimes we're thinking it. Not her being, not her body yeah, totally. in, in DR. We're all, we're I'm all saying all... that looks matter. I get it. But you're on yeah, a show where that's not the point. So don't say that out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once again, I have not seen seven through nine. I don't think they're going to make it because I think she's going to realize that he's a dick. But uh, we'll see. Right now, well, let's get to the, let's get to the last one, and then um, I'll, we'll place our bets on where what who we think is going to the altar or not. But um, there's a lot of people I really liked in the pods that I wish we could have got more screen time or they things would have happened. There was like another kind of narrator in the girls room that was just kind of like kept checking in on the girls and I really liked her. And then I would say with the guys, there was that guy who always wore those like, um, like yellow, um, yellow like glasses that kind of looked like he kind of looked like a pastor <laughs> i don't remember him but he was also like a lovely voice of reason there's a couple guys that i would have been like oh i wish we could have seen more of you 
my brain when they when these people leave the love is blind universe like when the episode ends and they're not on another episode my brain i think sincerely forgets their existence. i could draw you a picture of probably every single one of them and that is so crazy to me these people are so fake and pretend and characters to me i don't and they, no one resonates me with with me like they do you um okay so lastly we have jimmy and chelsea now where to begin in the pods i really liked chelsea a lot like i thought she seemed really sweet and i was like she seemed just down and like I loved that all the men wanted her. Like she had so many men that were after her. And I'm like, this girl is getting it. And she looks great. Like she, her, she dresses well. I love her tattoos. She's curvy. She's pretty. Like, I don't know. I just like her vibe. I so liked her like episode one. And then there was things <laughs> about her that was like, oh, I'm feeling that you're scary. I, so so her two men in the pods, we have Jimmy and we have Trevor. Trevor, Trevor. Is a match. Let's talk about her. Trevor. Trevor is the match. Trevor is the one for her. And Trevor could like crack your couch in half. With well, have you ever calves. seen that, like, those people is, on TikTok that were smashing watermelons between their with legs? With their thighs. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, He's he done is that. that. I saw, I was, I was stalking him on Instagram and he did bench presses with he strapped like a barbell plates to a dumbbell so he had two dumbbells each dumbbell was 170 pounds each dumbbell and he did freestanding bench presses like no bar like just Oof. on i'm like this man could could rip my body in two and sign me up so this <laughs> is where down. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because while we're talking about Trevor, who I keep forgetting his name is not Frank. For some reason, he looks like a Frank to me. Um, Chelsea needed someone like Trevor who had blinders on one girl for me. No yes, one else yes. on my mind. And that's But not I don't think Chelsea Jimmy. has that foresight, of course, to think about the what like why trevor would have been a better match for her and maybe i'm a hundred percent positive there's a million things we did not see but yeah, totally there's also the level of like the conversation with her and trevor when the can what? you hear that <laughs> okay no. okay sorry the conversation between her and trevor when like she had already gotten engaged to jimmy was really tough because I think it Trevor brought up a good point of like if I would have gone first like you would you have said yes she would have and she would have and I again it's like we're on a television show I get her I get it and I think that watching these episodes like that would have been a better match for her even though Jimmy really loves her so okay so let's get to Jimmy so Jimmy is this, he looks like someone fresh out of like Oklahoma State yeah, like, University. Yeah, he he rushed Sigma Nu. Yeah. And he <laughs> seems like a a generally nice guy, but I think. He's he, no idea like, how to speak. No idea how to speak. And I think he is a product of his, his, it's a, it's a nature versus nurture situation mm -hmm. here. I think he is a product of like 
being around bros and talking bro shit and like never I don't think he has any friends that are women and I don't think he well, know he's ever known to how that. to talk Apparently to women. Apparently he does, but Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Um so yeah, he just has this he just talks to everyone like they're bros and he doesn't have a good he has no empathy. He is not no in his intuition. Emotional intelligence. Is, it's a real big intuition issue for me too. It's like, I'm not trying to get someone who's like psychic. I just, the, having an intuition and a foresight and a forethought to not say certain things or to speak with intention is very challenging for me because the way that like, so him and Jessica, so we're in a, like a love square, if you will. <laughs> A love square or a love star, diamond, however you want to see it. So Jessica is like a traditionally kind of like L.A. hottie kind of girl or Dallas hottie kind of girl. And she... I die for Jessica. I love her. She's like zoomed in on Jimmy. She's like, no, like we're it. And this, it broke my heart when he didn't pick her and he literally... explain, wait, so let's talk about what happened with the two of them. About the mom of it all. So Jessica, and I understand where she's coming from this. She has a 10-year-old daughter. She's not of the age that it was not a teen pregnancy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or early pregnancy, if you will. I think she had her when she was like 18 or something like 19, something like that. And I understand her like thought about like, I'm not going to lead in the first day of the pods being like, I'm a mom. Because that I want people to love me for me first and then realize like I'm also a mom and that should be a bonus. I completely Which agree. I, uh, and I also agree. I'm like like being with someone who's a ten year old, that is a huge win. You yeah. got to miss the, the annoying stuff. You get to like hang out. Like yeah. you like I would be like, wait, that's so we fun. Can play like, video I can't games wait to together. meet her. <laughs> right, we can play video games. Like her and I can like go on like an adventure day together and like go do stuff like and like you can i like talking to kids like i struggle with babies because i'm like what are we gonna do like i can't like have a convo with you you know (laughs) like i want to like shoot the shit i want to hear the gossip you know so like a 10 year old that sounds so fun to me so i don't think i agree i think it's and she keeps her and her daughter keep popping up on tiktok like because now like i'm in the cinematic universe tiktok mm-hmm. is noticing and her daughter seems so fucking funny too like she seems a delight so yeah, it's amazing it, i haven't seen that that's great to hear so i understand so she's like jimmy's it you don't ever see her honestly talking to anybody else but jimmy i think in her mind that was the only dates that she was going on in the pods they have very lovely conversations ultimately jimmy like is really turned off by her being a mom. And I don't know if we see him being turned off, but I don't know if it's actually that or actually if he doesn't know what to say because he's just Mm -hmm. processing it, which is things you should vocalize of like, okay, I hear you. This is, I was, I'm kind of completely like taken in a different direction, but not in a bad way. I just need a second to think about it. And I'm not like, not in a scary way. Just give me a second. Mm-hmm. Instead, he just literally just sits in fucking dead silence and doesn't know how to communicate with a woman. It's awful. It's, it's awful. And essentially says like, because then the same day he's in a date with Chelsea 
and Chelsea says that she is was is divorced and everything's great and cordial and fine and it was just an early marriage blah 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 and he handles it oddly worse he, he if you thought he talked he, he had no response to Jessica somehow he has less of a, a response to Chelsea and she immediately starts sobbing <laughs> which I get same especially like, since you I, can't see people you have to communicate like him right. his face also was not great so like well, I, sure i actually in this instance i'm, I'm glad I'm she, didn't, she see didn't have that that face to, yeah. to recognize yeah i and i do understand part of jimmy's side the filming of this television program has to be insane and so you exhausting, are just talking sure. to people yeah and like i we have a podcast we like to talk talking though in this environment you are constantly talking about your feelings it has to be emotionally exhausting so and you have to be on a, in a different yeah, way than you would if you totally. were face to face like seeing the person because yeah, you, you have, have to really to, engage you have to sound engaging you have to like sound attentive mm-hmm. grace is trying to speak into the microphone you have to sound attentive because they can't see that you're being attentive Right. And right. two, I give AD credit or shit for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's her trying to be attentive in those moments because yeah. she is listening. Where Jimmy so is Chelsea, just dead fucking silent. So Jimmy breaks up with Jessica and Jessica essentially says, like, you're a mess. And you, what'd she say? You, you're going to need an EpiPen when you see this body <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Like, like you're going to you choke without me. an EpiPen when you see this yes, body. Yes, yeah. when you see who I am. <laughs> Which, Which in her, story. that is kind of shitty to say because it there is was, shitty, but it's a hilarious There was moment. a moment where it felt like she was trying to, like, say that she's better looking than. Agreed. Yeah, Jessica. And that's not great. And but, I think. So then. To that point, though, it was something very similar, like when A.D. and Clay had kind of a big fight, is when Clay found out who A.D. was talking to, and it was Matthew, Clay lost his fucking mind. Because in the same way, he's like, him? Look at me and look at this man. And I think think in a way, Jessica was trying to do that, but it's not the same. But that lends itself to our point of like maybe they should seclude them because I think yeah. I think that it it sways people a little bit. But yeah. so Jimmy ends up proposing to Chelsea. Chelsea has Chelsea. Do, the I started to turn on Chelsea when her responses to the "I love yous" and to the proposals. Mm-hmm. First of all, she acts like she keeps acting like no one's ever said that they love her, and that is. That that breaks my heart, and then I remember she was married. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you were married? Like, what? That either worries me about the marriage, or also, well, they're not I'm married for many for reasons. So yeah, no, I know, but I'm positive he said he loved her. Like he, he, she just she. For someone who, when they get to Mexico, not all Mexico. she says, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> When they get to the DR, all she says constantly is, do you love me? <laughs> She's going to ruin the relationship. I She's mean- ruining the relationship. But, 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 but what's crazy to me is this is a woman who when he said, he said, I love you first. And you said nothing in return. And nothing, you said, I'm going to throw up. Yes, I'm going to throw up is what you said. Thank you for the verbatim. That is exactly it. And not five days later you won't stop asking him if he loves you when you are the one that like has hesitance, hesitance in this 
is hesitant in this relationship. So that's when I started to turn to her. They get to the Dominican Republic. Yep. And Chelsea becomes a, a uh, like, superhuman. She becomes a, a villain, a a comic book character villain. She, her eyes like roll back in her skull. Like she becomes this like otherworldly presence that it was shocking to see. And you were talking about how AD's yeah. voice was a lot for you. The way Chelsea just says, I'm like, oh, oh my God. You are making it. You are making it impossible for this man to want to be with you because all you do is stare him in the eyes with a frown and look like a baby and go. Yeah, I think so. She is deeply insecure. And that's yes. (laughs) Period. But she also knows (laughs) that Jimmy had this other situation. So I understand there being a level of like hesitancy. If if, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in, in my mind, once again, I think I would be great on the show for television. If I'm in a love triangle and someone is like, I chose you. In my head, though, I would still be like comparing myself to this other person. Just be, once again, speaking as a woman, like that's just life, unfortunately. Uh, it's same. Like, I would do the same yeah. thing. So like her, oh my gosh, Grizz is being so annoying. Her... Like, questioning things, I get, once again, journal, talk to a therapist, like, those kinds of things that you keep in your head, or you speak to someone about, or you write about. Like, I'm concerned that, like, he feels that he made the wrong decision, but also trying to, hearing someone say, no, this is it, and receiving that can be very challenging. Or I'm sure it is very challenging for her. I feel that she is going to sabotage this relationship because she won't fucking let it go. And but, he's like, but what, what is, yeah. I guess what, what is she not letting go is my question because he has been nothing but honest with her about like, he literally walks around the resort in the Dominican Republic and is like, we're the best couple here. I'm so happy. I am obsessed with her. And she's like, look at him being a fucking asshole. It's like, what? I, I just don't, I, I don't understand, like, how he can win. She's like, scared. I think she's just genuinely scared that, like, because, once again, as I mentioned, Jessica's very conventionally hot. And, like, there's a level of, like, she knows what Jessica he's looks gonna have, like. And, he, and he's going to meet her soon. And Jimmy does not know what Jessica looks like. And it's not that I think... I'm not trying to compare the two of them, but you compare yourself to other women constantly. So I imagine that's on the top of her mind and I understand where she's coming from on some of it. I do think that she's overdoing it, but I also understand that like it can be very scary. They also are fucking strangers. That's what also this whole thing. It's like, she knows nothing about him. (laughs) She knows nothing about him. Now, we got to talk about something that we haven't spoken about, and that is the Megan Fox of it all. So mm-hmm. in the pods, Chelsea says, he Jimmy asked some sort of leading question about like a celebrity lookalike maybe or something like that. And she was like, well, I 
she starts off by saying, I've never seen it. I don't get it. But I've had people tell me that I look like Megan Fox. Now, no, no, I- no, 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 no. Tom, you're missing a big, 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 big point. She goes, I have been told I look like MGK's wife. Okay. That's where she then, leads. And he goes, But then she says, but I don't see it. No, no, no. She doesn't even say Megan Fox at first. She goes, I look like MGK's wife. And he, I, Jimmy takes a second and is like, Machine Gun Kelly, you mean Megan Fox? And she's like, yes, Megan Fox. I've been told I look like Megan Fox. Like she's leading. It's a very weird the way she she's trying to be cool and be like, you know, MJ, MGK's wife. I don't think it, I didn't read it like that at all. I thought she was just like, what's her name? I can't remember. The fact that you, in my mind though, it's like Megan Fox is the hottest bitch alive. The fact that you remember Machine Gun Kelly's nickname before you would remember (laughs) Megan Fox was very odd to me. That was weird. I don't, I I kind of under, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt on it because I understand like cameras are on you and you're nervous and you're talking and like, you're like, wait, what is, oh my God, what's her name? I, I, I always think of, I always think of, Billy on the street when he goes, name a woman. Name a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, uh, uh, yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> MGK. <laughs> name a woman. Um, so I give her the benefit of the doubt there, but I have to be honest. I see it. Me too. I absolutely Completely. see it. I, when he, I also when she think said she's that, an amazing she sport it, on social media. She is. She's handling it with such like, poise if you will and hilariousness that you need that when you go on these kind of shows especially when it's a show about your physical appearance (laughs) like i i do see it i also julia fox like commented on it on her post and was like girl i see it don't worry and then people are fun yeah i know people are also saying she kind of looks more like Katy perry which i also could see too oh see i see megan fox more i really see it and I, i honestly think people who are like Girl, you are crazy. You're being very like dickish, like body shamey and yeah. dickish. Yeah. yeah, she didn't say like we have the same physical stature, head to toe, my pinky toe my to my, the top of my head. I her wear high heels and run in the like sweat. Her. Yeah, I will yeah. say. So my coworker brought up a really good point. We were talking about it in the office, and I was like, "No, this is so right." She said, "What would have been different?" And more positive is if, like, in a scenario that you've already seen each other, you lead, like, you have that conversation or you're chatting, like, oh, yeah, sometimes people tell me I look like um, Megan Fox. But you have context when you see someone. So in Jimmy's defense a little bit, like, her being like, I look like Megan Fox, you think of Megan Fox. Mm -hmm. You don't think of Chelsea who looks like Megan Fox. Do you see right, what I'm saying? You, you, yes, because you don't see them. So you're right. like, I'm going to... And so, so when you're just thinking time, body body like Megan Fox. <laughs> right. And when they see each other for the first time, he says in his confessionals, she lied to me. She does not look like <laughs> Megan Fox. Which That's going to be tough to see on the way back. Fitch. I don't know how they recover from that. I mean, to be frank, too, I don't know how they recover from Chelsea and Frank. Not Frank. Chelsea and Trevor's conversation after when they're breaking up. Because yeah, I mean, Trevor's all... like, Trevor's like, would you have chosen me if like I would have gone first? And she doesn't say immediately no. 
Yeah, it's and tough. he says, "Well, your fiance is gonna feel this very weird about this conversation." He says that. Yeah. So episode six ends with Chelsea and Jimmy talking. In one of the, f- I felt that I was trapped in a space and time continuum <laughs> with their conversation. They have, they have like the big happy hour everyone meets for the first time, like all the other people, mm-hmm. and that ends with. Jimmy had made a comment about <laughs> how AD is stacked, which is no. such a gross bro thing to say. But Chelsea's immediate reaction was, I know, right? Like she was like laughing with him. Mm-hmm. And then she somehow made it. It's like her brain, her brain made the, like she had the, what, what am I trying to say? her first instinct was to laugh and that's how she felt. And then she got into her head and was yes. like, Oh, that means she, that, uh, Oh wait. Well, uh, well, that means they're going fuck. That means, that means he wants her. That means he hates me. That means he, this, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it encapsulates, encapsulates, that was right. That last one Encaps- right. encapsulates. Wait, no, encap, encapsulates, encapsulates, not encapsulate. That's why it's not a word. En- encapsulates. Okay. Her whole kind of demeanor and actions on the show. Yeah. She's initially so she kind of like a fun girl. And then she's like, wait, I'm, I'm panicking. I know. And it, it breaks my heart because like, I think she seems wonderful she's, and nice. And, and I just, she's gorgeous too. And she's gorgeous. And yeah. I want her to have like, um, I want her to understand that the world thought she was beautiful and thinks she's beautiful. Like when we first saw her in the pods, you know, mm-hmm. like, and no one's comparing anyone to anyone, but she's unfortunately put into the situation of love is blind where you're, yeah, the you point have is, to think about your looks yeah. in comparison to the women that you're sitting with you back in the pod. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see how it all turns out, but based on pretend you didn't watch episode seven, eight, nine, but okay. just close your eyes, pretend that I'm going to say a couple and I want you to give me just solid. Will they say, will they say I do? Will they not say I do starting with, um, uh, let's start with Johnny and Amy. Will they say I do kicks? Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, next, uh, Jeremy, sorry, uh, Brittany and Kenneth. Will they say I do? Yeah, I think maybe. Uh, I think, I think they will. I think the Lord is, is their North star yeah. and God will lead them to the altar. Praise <laughs> her. Serious. Praise be. She literally like in, in a non-sexual way, like had a, orgasm reaction to him saying he was a worship leader. So I think that that's going to be a big part of the relationship. No, her and, and him cheers and that, to them. Like the first night they spent together, she just looked so beautiful. I know. And she's so pretty without her makeup on. Like her sitting there in glasses and no makeup. I was like, oh my God, I love women. I, <laughs> she I just looks so I know. She's, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, next, uh, Jerome. Oh, sorry. Jeremy. Jeremy. And Laura. I'm not sure. I still. It's a a hard. I don't. I think it's. Yeah. I think she can do better than him, even though I like him a lot. I just think they're just not a good. Yeah. Not a match. match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clay and AD. Unfortunately. You think they're. Unfortunately, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't want him for her, but I think she wants him for her. Yeah. And then lastly, Jimmy and Chelsea. I really don't know. I could see herself. I could see her sabotaging the relationship from inside out. 
and him being fucking heartbroken because he's like, this woman won't let me love her. Oh, that, that's really, the way you said that is really sad. I think you're probably right, honestly, which leads me to, th- uh, I don't. Yeah. I just don't, th- I think there's things that she can't, won't be able to get past, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by things, things is things she's manifested in her own brain. Exactly. I think she has just put herself in a I've also, situation. I'm just like, really with her and Jimmy, it is so interesting to see him fall more in love with her as when the day she's goes do- on. When, she, when I know. she's ruining When she's becoming a, a, a superhero villain. And the way that every single s- scene he love, you can see that he loves her more is I so, know. it's so sad. It's so sad. And you want to not root for him. Exactly. But in the end, you're like, I'm going to team Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. So we, that was love is blind. That was a riveting conversation kicks. You're invested in this television program. It's beautiful. I have good ideas. I have good thoughts. let me know let me know just kind of like ring the alarm when another tv show pops up that you want to talk about and we'll we'll bring you back on the podcast (laughs) i'll be back i'll be back (laughs) yeah we're gonna do another episode of a weird season because i've watched no housewives no i know kicks is very behind on bravo and honestly there's not much to catch up on right now besides miami which is confusing because you love that those girls Mm, i do love them yeah um, we'll be back with another Love is Blind chat next week. Um, and we're trying, we're, we want to get back into our throwback coverage. Uh, Kix and I just both have had a lot of band- bandwidth in life and um, work. So it's hard to like get on and do a ton of podcasting a week to get back on schedule. But we are that. happy so bear to be with here us there. and we are happy to have you guys still listening. Yeah, of course. Um, bye. Yeah. 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 That's another app in the books. Make sure to follow me at Tom Hamlet on Instagram. And you can follow Kix. At Kix Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. And make sure to follow the pod on IG at Dumpster Dive Pod. And on TikTok at Two Dumpster Divas. Rate, review, and subscribe to us and all the pods you love on your favorite app of choice. And we will see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.